Okay, so today we're here with another episode. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm interviewing. I'm leading. Hi, today we're here with another episode of Hidden Gems. And this isn't the voice that you're used to hearing because it's Mother's Day mm-hmm. and I'm Pat McDowell. <laughs> I'm Kendra's mother. And we always hear her asking other people questions about their business and entrepreneurial experience. And so we're going to find out from her some gems of what she wants to share with you about being an entrepreneur. So Kendra. Okay. (laughs) Kendra Williams, tell us about your business and your entrepreneurship um, and Tell us a little bit about how you got inspired to go into business for yourself. So, I would say I got inspired to go into business for myself from... I always had an urge to work for myself, even though I've been working with the same company for 15 years. I've always wanted to work for myself. But the hardest part about wanting to work for myself was trying to figure out what it was that I actually wanted to do. And I think that I still am figuring that out, but I think that I've got it now, but it's not necessarily all there yet because I told you what I wanted to do. Okay. With the trailer. Talk about, (laughs) tell us about, tell people about what your business or businesses are that you currently well, currently I sell waist beads and I do the podcast. Um, I kind of put a hold on photography for a little bit because I started doing voiceover work uh, for reading books for Amazon Audible. Um, so that actually takes up a lot of time. And I haven't really had the, the weekend time to go do photo shoots because on the weekends I have to like edit chapters and do things like that and re-record if I need to. So that's what I do right now. Mostly waist beads because, and I mostly do the waist beads off of my website. Like I haven't done any festivals like I used to yet, but I would do festivals. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> Please tell me you're gonna edit that out. <laughs> Maybe. Yes, edit that out. When I go back and listen, I'll decide. Okay, it gets so- the people going. Kendra's Treasures. <laughs> yep, Kendra's Treasures. That's the waist bead business. Okay. But I want it to evolve into more than just waist beads. Well, I knew you were doing earrings and yeah. other jewelry pieces. Yeah. Changeable I do do, jewelry, crystals. Right, and, right. I do, I should, uh, yeah, and I should have said that. I do do, also do necklaces and earrings sometimes. Earrings can be a little tedious, and that's why I don't sell a lot of earrings or I don't publicize that I sell a lot of earrings. But I like making stud earrings because they're quick, but my stud earrings that sell out the best are the ones that are like the crystal studs. Mm -hmm. But I want to figure out a better way to make that. So I think I need to like get in contact with some people who also sell jewelry. Who make jewelry. Jewelry makers. Yeah. Yeah, Because I I know there are better ways to do it than the ways that I do it. And probably quicker ways. But I did find out how to make glass beads. Did I tell you that? No. Oh, I found out how to make them. Okay. Well, we can talk about that off, <laughs> off mic. Okay. Because I really want to know how to make glass yeah. glass beads. We're going to have to find somebody to teach us in real life first, though. But So, so 
somebody asked me uh, the other day, said, when does Kendra sleep? <laughs> because you have so many things going on. You have Kendra's treasures. You have your podcasts. You have your your um, voiceover work. You have your, your mother of two very young children. You yeah. work full time. Your wife. You you have so much going on, and you're still doing photo shoots every now and then. So tell me, what advice would you give new entrepreneurs, especially young mothers? Um, the advice that I would give them would be. That it'll get done when it gets done. I think that I think that you may have gave me that advice, but it wasn't in regard to my business. I think it was in regard to just like work, work, because I sometimes will get caught up in feeling like I need to meet deadlines. But and I've learned this even with the audiobooks, because with the audiobooks there are hard deadlines. Um, but sometimes things don't always go as planned, and the deadlines don't get met even if you have completed a project and the deadline is there so like um we had the big waste bee order mm -hmm. and we had the deadline was basically just march the when did i we ended up i ended up counting and recounting and i felt like we only had 47 but it was because i i swear you gave me more but i think weston got to one of the bags because i couldn't find one of the bags so i ended up having to make mm -hmm. the last like seven that were missing. But I promise you you gave me another bag. But I think Weston got to it. But um, yeah. The advice that I would give to a mompreneur would be that it'll get done when it gets done. And people, people are typically more understanding than you would think they would be. But it's hard because at the same time you want to be able to stick to deadlines. And you want to be able to be true to your word. Um, I think that I find that I struggle the most when... I've booked people for the podcast and I'm trying to record during the week when like I planned for the boys to be asleep and they're not asleep. <laughs> like I'm sure everybody has heard some of my episodes where Sam and Weston have been in the background mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. or making noise or screaming mm -hmm. yes. or something like that because I planned for them to be asleep, but they were not asleep, but I just went ahead and did it anyway. And for me, those episodes taught me that just things will get done when they get done. If you have to reschedule, reschedule. Right. People will be okay. So if you have to push the date back, push the date back. Now, when I'm doing photography, I don't change the dates because people pay for that time slot. So sometimes it'll get done when it gets done. turns into like, hey, I'm still coming. I'm already here, but I have my kids with me and we're still going to do this photo shoot. So well, that's what it will turn into sometimes if I don't have a babysitter, like if you're unable to watch them or if Carolyn's unable to watch them, but I'll still take them. But see, this is what, what, you know, as a mom and mom, what do you call them? Mom, mompreneur. Mompreneur. My, my thoughts would be figure out those kinds, those pieces of the, of the business in advance so that you can say to somebody, hey, can I depend on you for this, that, and the other? And I know you, you know, you look to me or you look to Carolyn to babysit for you, but you need to find your village too. Mm -hmm. And I've said this to you a lot of times, find your village. You've got to be able to trust somebody other than us 
to care for your children. And I know you're real persnickety about your children, but <laughs> you still got to do it so that you can be, you know, as successful as you want to be um, in the business world. So that leads me to you, to my next question. Mm-hmm. And this, these mimosas are pretty nice. I'm kind of <laughs> leaning to the left. What areas of business ownership do you feel you excel in? And on the flip side, what areas of business are your challenges? I can tell you my challenges easily. My challenges are easily the bookkeeping portion yes. of the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is easily my challenge. Um, the areas that I excel in, I guess customer service. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that is where I, I get a lot of compliments. Um from people about my professionalism and the way that, like, sometimes if if I'm sending waste beads and the order doesn't get out when I want it to get out so that it can ship within five to seven days, I will add in just a freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's sort of like giving away. I know. for Yeah, it is. But, like, I, I don't dollars. know. I just feel bad. Giving away dollars. <laughs> And, and that's your Capricorn coming out. like. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> but if you're in business, are you in a business or is this a hobby? I don't know, it's kind of both for me. Well, uh, then a hobby, you can give things away. In a business, if you're going to call yourself an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. your, your main objective is to earn dollars and cents, mm-hmm. correct? But so, that's, again, that's the bookkeeping. Right. So you've Struggle. got to learn the valuation of your business or how to come up with the valuation of your business. Yeah. So that's your that's a struggle for you and we know that. But I feel like as a small business owner, you have to give yourself like a little bit of space, like a little bit of a reprieve sometimes because you want your customers to be return customers and you want people to speak highly of your business and I don't know. I don't feel but like you, you also want to be successful, and yeah. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, because my that's going to lead me right into my next question of asking you how do you measure your success. So you know when you think about it, if you you know yeah you you need to have a system. You need to be systematic mm-hmm. about how you mail those packages out. And, you know, what you're, you know, do you have all the resources you need to be able to get it done? Um, And you also, one of the things that you should focus on, too, is I really like the quality of your your strands that you put together. You're real creative with the colors and sort of, you know your product. You know what the colors mean. Mm -hmm. You know what, um, what are the best beads. In terms of, you know, whether you just have your check beads, your glass beads, your, you know, other beads that you can, that you have. Chinese beads, Japanese beads. Right. So, and you're really good at putting (laughs) those together and making a quality product. Mm -hmm. So give yourself credit for that. Mm -hmm. Give yourself credit for your art, 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 artistic abilities. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that when you asked me when I was one of the things that I was good at. Then I need for you now to tell the people, <laughs> tell your listeners, how do you measure business success? 
Because these are people trying to, who, who, who want to emulate some of the things that you do. People are looking at you and seeing you go here, go there, do this, do that. And they're thinking, oh, you know, she's a, a mompreneur and I want to do that as well. How do you measure success? Mm, I measure my success by how I feel at the end of the day. Dang, you threw that one back. I did. <laughs> I yeah, I measure my success by how I feel about my business at the end of the day. One thing that this whole COVID situation has taught me is that I feel really happy when I make a quality product and God, this is going to sound shallow, but I posted on like Instagram or something and I get like a bunch of likes and a bunch of inquiries. And then like, I'll go to my website and look at the analytics and I'll see that I've had a lot of like, it'll be sky high of like how many people have visited the site. Um, but also I think another way that I also manage it is just by kind of like that word of mouth. Like when I know people are talking about my business. Why do you look like that? Well, you know that I'm in the in in somebody else's business world. My my nine to five marketing is c critical, mm -hmm. and we used to say a lot. Oh, word of mouth. Word of mouth is excellent. You have to have word of mouth. But there are also other techniques that you have. But to I like the color cards too that I send out with, to people. I think people really like those. People like when I talk about what the colors mean. Right, but I think you could have a more a more comprehensive quality package. If you, I did too. I mean, and you need to be consistent. I think the consistency needs to be there. Yeah. And I'm going to help you with some of what you're doing once I retire. <laughs> once you I retire. cannot do, I, I, I'm at that stage and I cannot do things. I can't do this multitasking anymore. But eventually. And that is hard. Multitasking. But you are, you, you're always multitasking. You got the boys. You got this. You got this. You got that. That's why you need to hone it down. And so that you can, then you can really measure your quality of your success. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I'm going to ask you another question. Where do you see your business going in the next 10 years? Okay. In the next 10 years, I plan to get this trailer. Oh my God. That we've talked a, about. I need another mimosa on that. <laughs> getting this trailer. We're flipping the trailer and we're driving it around and we're having a mobile I don't know if I really want to call it an apothecary. Well, not really apothecary because apothecary is more about medicines. Oh, yeah. See, I don't healing. have that. No. But I want to sell, like, everybody that I've had on my show that has their own small business. Like, I feel like this has been a great opportunity for them to kind of get themselves out there. So I want to have merchandise from each small business that has ever been on my show or other small businesses like inside the trail. Like a who? Mercantile. What is that? That's a store. A little store. Used to be like the five and dime stores and little little um, boutiques and things like that. It is like a boutique. Maybe it's a mobile boutique. That's it. Not not a. I would like a mobile boutique, and then I would eventually like a. I think I want a brick and mortar, but I'm really trying to figure out if that is like where the world is going. Like I feel like stores like Target and like Walmart are all. There's always going to be a need for a brick and mortar Target and Walmart, but a boutique. Like, do I need to just keep it online? Or will I actually benefit from paying rent to a bank to rent out the space for mm -hmm. my brick and mortar store? Or will that be more of a hindrance for me as a small business owner when I could just have it online? But I feel like online stores are great, but they do have their limitations because 
there are so many online stores and people don't know every online store if that makes sense like you, people wouldn't know you're missing some a mark you're missing probably some some people that you and could then, market to yeah and then yeah. with waste bees if i have a brick and mortar store i can tie your strands on right right, right there in right. the store and and then the other thing is a lot of times people need to touch things to feel right. the quality to see it and it's hard to do online because even when I'm trying to order beads online, I'm going, what size yeah. is that? Yeah. What does that really look like? And then you get it and you're kind of disappointed well, because I, it really wasn't yeah. what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. I always order, you know, I order from the same place, firemountaingyms.com um, for anybody who's looking. They really need to sponsor me because I really be putting them on. Yeah. But um, firemountaingyms.com is where I order and I always know to, I order the Preciosa brand, Check Bead. And that is a really good brand of bead. But when I go to, like, um, Michael's, mm -hmm. they don't ever have that brand. They don't ever have the Preciosa brand. Mm -hmm. But they have, you know, other brands that are check beads that are also good. Just recommend to Michael that they have that brand. I mean, they're, they're, they have buyers, too. So, and, their, and their buyers could use that. Um, Garage you know, Really? <laughs> <laughs> their buyers can use that that um, you know just the wisdom of people who are in that business who do what you're doing. That's true. Okay, you mentioned the pandemic. That was one of my questions. Oh. What lessons did you? What lessons or what new skills did you gain during the pandemic? The pandemic taught me that um, as long as I'm well, the pandemic didn't teach me about time. The pandemic really taught me that there is really no limit on what I can do. That wasn't enough. Of what I can do just as a as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as an artist. As <laughs> I can't with that. It's my alarm. I can't with that. We need a studio. Just unplug the thing and... <laughs> we need a studio. Anybody got studio space? I know, Hit for real, up. for real. Because I definitely need studio space to re-record some of my audio books. Okay. But um, they're really, the pandemic really taught me that there isn't really a, a limit. Like The glass ceiling is non-existent for me. Um, I have found so many different ways to get my voice out there for certain when it comes to the pandemic and then even <laughs> Ooh. even um that was loud that was loud okay. but for the waste bees the pandemic did teach me that there there's a lot that i could do as far as it was not enough we like light skin mimosas around here we like it to be looking like lemonade okay well in well i'm not finished okay I was gonna add to your, but question. it gave Go me ahead. like it gave the pandemic gave me an opportunity to really sit with this business and decide if this was something I really wanted to do. I think that when I was working all the time, five days a week, forty hours a week, I was like, do I really want to do this, or is this something I just have fun with on the weekends? But during the pandemic, I was like, you know what, I really enjoy this. And then when I started the podcast, because I would have never had the time to start my podcast had the pandemic not hit because I always wanted to start a podcast. I tell people all the time since 2016, I've been talking about starting a podcast and 
I've asked several people from all of my different friend groups to start it, and I got a lot of no's. And then, um, you know, Ivory and I started our podcast. And then from that podcast, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do my solo podcast because I also wanted to do that. And um, the pandemic just really opened my eyes and was like, you know what, a podca- podcasting is not that hard. And for me to start this podcast, it was great because it opened the door kind of for other people who want to start podcasts and didn't know how. So like now people reach out to me all the time like, hey, how did you do this or how did you do that? And it's easy for me to tell them because I already went through it to kind of figure it out for them. And I had a lot of help because I asked one of my friends, one of Nate's friends, Daniel, who came on my podcast how he kind of got his thing started. And because of him, I was able to tell other people how I got it started. So I think that the pandemic just gave me the time. It gave me the opportunity to kind of open my mind to the possibility of doing my own thing. But that's what I think. I tell people all the time, the pandemic was, you know, everybody goes, oh, it was a horrible year. It really wasn't. It was a year that we were able to to put the brakes on, um, pause, and really spend some time with our families, spend some time with ourselves, spend some time really thinking about what's important in this life. Right. Because I think we, when you're in that hurry up, go, go, get them, get them, get them thing every day, get up at this time, get the kids up, get to school, get to, you know, you you leave little time, very little time for creativity. And it's hard. Right. And what you do is you, you sort of. You don't give a hundred. You don't give the kind of energy to your your business that right. you could because you're exhausted from that other stuff we do all day long. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it has really taught me to stop and pause and say, "Hey, you know what? The world didn't fall apart right. because you didn't get this done." And you know, we do like money. We do like things we look like our homes and cars and things like that so we do have to make a living at it but i think a lot more people can make a living at um being entrepreneurs yeah if they put their minds to it so for those moms out there who are thinking about this um it can be done and if you have the resources and you have the support to do it then, you know, why not? A lot of people birthed businesses during the pandemic. A lot of people did. A lot of people did. And I would tell Marcus all the time, my cousin, um, you know, I feel like it's a little bit of a black renaissance right now because people are really into getting things from small businesses, buying from black-owned businesses, supporting somebody who they know. they're Like, I had somebody tell me that. <laughs> they were like, who was it? It was one of my friends. I can't remember which one it was. But they were like, I don't mind paying full price for things from your business because I know it's... Why am I getting teary-eyed? <laughs> because I know it's going to Sam and Weston. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a purpose behind the business. There's a there's almost like a mission. Uh, uh, you know, there is... There just, just It's got... It's full-bodied. Like for most jobs, it's a job. Yeah. And you know I'm you know I'm not gonna put my job down, Lord, because I you know I need it. But to, I mean, yeah, your job is get, a good job. Yeah, a, a good, good company. And and you Definitely know it's all company. about what you put into it too, because yeah, I, I really like 
the people that I work with. Right. I Same. really enjoy working with my team of, of directors that I work with. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 nothing brings me more joy than to see them be successful. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that's sort of like that social service piece that I feel like I have to have. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I have to be, I, I, I'm, I'm a, a complete component proponent of servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And if I can be there to support them, I, I, I will do that. So I'm just saying that, you know, for our mompreneurs out there, find the resources, find the support systems to yeah. help you be the best uh, mom, you know, mom and entrepreneur that you can be. Yeah, that's hard, though, for some moms. Yeah, but and it's hard because it, it's stressful. Right. So tell us what your stress busters are. <laughs> Stress bust like what do I do when I'm stressed? Yeah, how do you how do you get yourself to back to your zen? Uh, I I noticed that <laughs> I am more stressed when I do not go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to exercise. I have to, and it doesn't have to be the gym. Like if I go walking, like those two mile walks I like to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have got to edit that out. You cannot leave that in there. You cannot. <laughs> I will not allow it. Those two mile walks that I like to do, those usually help me. If I can go in and walk without my kids, that's the best for me. Um, I working out is my thing that I need though because it is my time where I am in the gym. I am not with my children. I love them, but I am not with them. I'm not worried about what my husband needs. Like. It's just my time to kind of decompress. And uh, my favorite move to do in the gym is ball slams. Even though I don't feel like I'm like an angry person. But I don't know. I feel like that that is something that I cannot do. Like leave the gym and not do. It really um, helps you to release your stress. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that along with a couple of the other moves I do. But a stress buster for me definitely is going to the gym. Another one is like... Girls night. Um, But that doesn't happen that often because a lot of my friends and just new friends that I'm making are all moms. So it's just kind of like we have to plan. But like I'm talking about girls night like with no kids. Like we can have girls night and the kids all be here. But we're all like uh, the kids are still here. We're letting them just run around. Mm -hmm. And they're loud and we're watching kids movies on TV. But I mean like girls night where it's just girls, no kids. We're watching what we want to watch on TV. We're drinking wine. (laughs) Or we're doing whatever we want to do. Um, and another stress buster for me would be, oh, audiobooks. So, you know, you know I listen mm-hmm. to the Bridgerton series. Mm-hmm. I am re-listening. <laughs> re-listening to the Bridgerton series. It's a good, it's a good series. I, I realize that, but I, I like to read a book and I'm done. You like to read and be done? Yeah, I like to read a book and, you know, you know me, I like to turn the pages. I'm yeah, a boom, a baby true. boomer. You and are. I read the book and then it goes on the shelf. Well, you should read the Bridgerton series. I'm going to buy you the book. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy you the first book because you already watched the show. And I, I'm i just fun- funky about that. I don't believe in... I saw, I saw all, all of them at um, the bookstore we were when we were in Florida. Oh, so you should have got this. You should have told me. I would have bought you that book. The the one the Viscount who loved me, which mm-hmm. is the series, which is the what season two is going to be about. Yeah, I saw that. That so. book is good. Okay. Well. And the my favorite book is 
the one the story about Benedict, which is the third book. Mm-hmm. So we won't be able to see Benedict's story. I didn't realize there was that many books in that series. Because I saw it's about all, all of her children. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh my God, there's, yeah. a, there's a ton of these things. That's why people are like, oh, the Duke's not going to be in it. Honestly, the Duke is hardly in any of the books except for like cameos after the first book. So I don't believe in reading the book after I've already watched, watched the show mm-hmm. because somebody else has already formed my ideas of what the characters are going to look like. But in the books, the characters are all like blonde hair, blue eyed. Yeah. Well, that's typical. I'm just letting you know. But I, the books are so good. I I, I kind of like to read the books before I see the series too, because there's so much you get in the books. The it's books so are much, so good. So much background information you get. Like when I, I had to read The Color Purple before the. I never the, read the book for the. Oh, color I love, love, love I that I book. At this the point. book is exceptional. The book, the movie was stressful for me. Yeah, the book gives you a lot more background than the movie did. How, like, I always wonder how Nettie got to Africa. Like, oh, it, it goes into that in the book. That read probably book. would be the only part that I want to read because it tells it tells you about when she was in town and um, the she started helping the mother of she ran into her in the store. And she started helping her with Nettie's baby. How the sister got... How, how, not Nettie. Um, wait, who? I was going to say, wait, Nettie had a baby? No, I've been drinking too much. Um, <laughs> Sophie's baby. Who is Sophie? I'm, I'm not Sophie. What, what is... Seely. Seely's, yes. Oh, my God. Okay, too much mimosa. Okay, Seely, she started helping her with Seely's baby. And it goes into this whole story. And they were missionaries. Nettie was helping with Seely's baby? Yes. Yes, Nettie. That's how she ended up going to Africa with that couple. Because she knew that was Seely's baby. What? Yes. Remember the daddy took Celie's baby away from her? Right, yeah, I remember he that. He gave it to those people. And so what people? They didn't show that in the movie. Yes, there's a couple there. The couple that was in Africa with her. Oh, wait, the, and Celie saw the couple in the store, right? Right. And uh-huh. they saw her baby. Right. She saw her baby. Right. She was acting kind of weird. Right, right, right. right. Um, yes, yes, so. Read the book. I don't know. Okay, Black read. trauma books are hard for me. It's okay. This one will make you cry. It'll make you laugh. But it, it you know, it has you know, it has a great ending. I don't so. want to be laughing and crying on the way to work. Will you laugh and cry anyway? <laughs> I don't uh, cry. Crazy stuff. Okay, so we're gonna move on. Okay. What legacy do you want to leave your children? You know, That's when a you good think question. about business, and most people build a business. To leave a legacy for their children. What legacy do you want to leave for your children? That's a good question because I think about that a lot. And I think about it because the business that I'm in is, it's not strictly catered towards women, but that is my main clientele, women. I have two boys. I don't know how they would be able to carry this on, (laughs) but... The legacy that I would want to leave is that they too could feel like they could start a business and be successful in their business. Mm-hmm. That is the legacy that I would be more concerned with leaving for them. Or from my business, I would be able to like build up enough money to fund them through things that they want to do. 
mm-hmm. uh, throughout their life. Okay. And it, I think that's where I would want to go with it. If they wanted to carry it on once they got old enough and once I was too old to like work or do anything, if they wanted to do that, excuse me, then they could. But if they didn't, I wouldn't be completely heartbroken. If they wanted to do something else and start their own business, I would be happy with that. But the do you legacy, see the podcast as being a business? Kind of. Kind of. I don't make any money off the podcast. Well, you, you don't make any money yet. Yet. Let's let's be let's let's claim we have yet. to claim what we want. Yes. In this world. We can't just float through the through the world. Oh, I love this hobby. I love that hobby because I mean, you're putting true. out a whole lot of money and you're getting I nothing back in return. I think that's a struggle return. for me though. Then you need to work on that. And I'm <laughs> telling you from somebody who knows you, you need to work on that. Because like people always be like, wow, you're really a jack of all trades. And I'm like, yeah, but but it's so funny because people, you know, the saying you're a jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know who told me the rest of that saying? And I forgot it. Marcus. Mm-hmm. There is more to that saying than just master of none. I'm going to look it up. Okay. It's like a jack of all trades, master of none. And then it's something else. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to say it. Before this episode is on. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask. I got. I have a couple more questions. I'm not sure of the time because I was not looking at my watch when we got started. Um, You're fine. But if you had $500,000 in a drawer right now, what would you do with that money? Mm, I would do my podcast full time. Oh, okay. I would do my podcast in the Waste Beats with my trailer. Full time. I would. It's a jack of all trades. It's a master of none. But oftentimes better than a master of one. Okay. That is the full quote. All right. I like it. Yeah. You have to remember that. Um, But yeah, if I had $500,000 in the drawer, I would do my podcast full time and I would do my um, mobile store. Okay. Probably. I would probably actually do a brick and mortar store instead. And I would skip the mobile store phase. Okay, because I remember I was working out with a trainer about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I took Micah, your brother, with me because he, was, he wasn't very motivated about a lot of things. And so those those guys at, that were running this business of, uh, of personal training, they worked with him while I was there. Mm-hmm. And one of them asked him, say, Micah, if you had $500,000 in a drawer... What would you do with that money? And then he told him, then that's what you need to do. What did he tell him he would do, though? I'm curious about he, what Mike I mean, he said. always said he wanted to go into the Marines. Remember, he, he, he always said he wanted he to go into the Marines. He was going to help him on going into the Marines. And um, so he, <laughs> but he needed to lose weight and all that kind of stuff. And you know what? He From that day on, he did it. Yeah, he did. He lost that weight and he went on. He got to, so skinny. I had never seen Micah so skinny yes, in my life. He, he went on to the Marines. But, but it was just the fact that he said, you need to think about your career more on the passion side than on the financial side. Really? Right. Because he said that do what you're passionate about. Do what you love. Because if you do what you love, then you're going to do the best with it. 
That's and true. if you don't love what you're doing, you're doing it just because, you know, maybe you just need to pick up your paycheck at the end of the week. That's true. So he was saying, if if we all had money in our pockets right now, we probably wouldn't be doing the jobs that we're doing now. Um, point in case, let's look at all these people that are out on unemployment right now and they don't want to come back to work. Right. That's very because true. Because they're making more money on unemployment, on unemployment than they are... Um, working every day and they probably are doing more creative stuff yeah and, li- their and lives. enjoying their life enjoying right. the space that they live in like when you work a nine to five and you are there every day every of the day. week Lord except Jesus. for like saturday and sunday yes you don't get to enjoy the space that you live in you pay two hundred thousand dollars for a house that you barely get to see correct or like a lot of people a lot of millennials are living in apartments because they can't get houses because of student loan debt right and like even though yeah they might live in a nice apartment they don't get to enjoy that space like i've seen so many people become like plant moms and just like because they have a lot of plants Mm -hmm. and they take care of their plants or people have adopted pets because they never had time when they had to be at their job all the time. Like you're on unemployment and you're making all that money on unemployment. And you they want you to come back to work to work for $7.50 an no, no, hour. No, we, we, we pay more than 7 I'm not talking about yeah. our company. Yeah. I'm talking about other jobs. Right. I, I see our company as more as like a career. Mm-hmm. That is a career. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get in there and you treat it like a job, that's on you. Right. But that is a career because you can move up, right? Like something right. I've never seen. And, and you can go to school and you for can go to free. school for free. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like you won't have student loan debt. That's different. But I'm talking about like Starbucks employees. Yeah. Like they're not gonna come back to work. McDonald's employees. They don't want to come back to work. Yeah. Why? Well, There's I'm nothing sure. you can do to convince me to come back to work if I'm making more on unemployment than I am being at work. Well, you know what? Everybody, I think, just want to be able to live their lives. And paying people a livable wage instead of minimum wage, that will help. So pay people a, li- a livable wage. Okay. Like $7.50 an hour is bullshit. Okay, I don't like it when you cuss on my show. <laughs> oh, your show. Yes, please do not use that profane language on my show. Oh my god. Okay, so we, we also did. I would have you on my podcast full times. Your episodes get high ratings. Oh, wow, use me. Why don't you five hundred thousand okay. dollars in a drawer? I could pay you. Okay, well that would be nice because you know I like money. I know Capricorn. Okay, but okay, so you have that. You had that five hundred thousand dollars, and I think everybody is born with a passion. Okay. And a lot of times we don't get to really live out that passion. I mean, That's true. and we and we and people we all have regrets. What would you do with 500? But wait, I'm asking the <laughs> questions. I think we should regret what we did and not what we didn't do. Okay, explain. You regret, you know, that, okay, I regret that I went and got drunk and, you know, and danced on the table and broke my arm at the bar down the street. <laughs> but I don't want to go, I don't want to go out regretting that I didn't go see this place or, you know, visit this place or do this, that, and the other because I just, you know, just didn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a lot of years in terms of being, you know, being a single mom, you know, as a single mom, you kind of can get in that headspace of just, just, let's just just get through the day. Let's just do the basics. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do the basics. Mm -hmm. 
I took a chance. I took y'all with me on trips. You did. On company trips <laughs> and almost got, you know, really, you know, in some serious trouble. Uh, I, I I did things like with the Girl Scouts. That gave us a, 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 a platform to say, okay, let's go camping. Let's right. go see this place. Let's go do this. Let me take y'all here and there and, and, and everywhere. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting here when I'm, you know, in my golden years going, I wish I had. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So don't regret what you didn't do. Regret what you did. Okay. You should regret that night you in Buckhead, drunk as a skunk. But we're not going to go there right Oh, my now. God. Okay, hold on. Hold on. We oh, have my more God. <laughs> hold on. question. It's Mother's Day. Okay. What's your Mother's Day wish for the mothers out there who are in your audience? My Mother's Day wish for all the mothers who are in my audience mm-hmm. is to do what you want to do. Um, I think a lot of time, I mean, all the time, as mothers, we get caught up in making, mainly making sure our kids are good. Right. <laughs> like, making sure they're good, but, like, today of all days, do what you want to do. Like, if you have, if you're a mother with a husband or a partner, husband, wife, partner, whatever you want to call it. Let that person take care of your kids today. Let that person be in charge of your kids' well-being today. And you go do what you want to do. Pour into you. Yes. Because we get caught up in not... Martyrs. Yeah, martyrs for real. Save the world. (laughs) Yeah, not pouring into ourselves, but still trying to do all these other things that we have going on. Mm -hmm. And on this day... You should definitely just pour into yourself and not worry about those other things. True. Like, I love my kids. And my husband was like, <laughs> even before he left to go get this chicken, he was like, so what do you want me to do today? Like, what do you want today? And I was like, I want you to keep these kids away from me. <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I, no I, judgment. No judgment. There's no, no point judgment. in sugarcoating it. I've been, he, everybody knows Nate is a firefighter. He works odd shifts, so he'll be gone for 24 hours at a time. And, like, don't let him work a double. He's gone for 48 hours. And I'm here by myself with these kids. And, like, that's why I posted a post on Twitter the other day. And I was like, if I was a single mother, I would not know how to date. Because I would not, I I wouldn't have time. No, you won't. To dedicate the time to dating somebody else and also taking care of my kids. And, like, a couple single single mothers chimed in. They were like, well, you know, one was like, it depends on the person for her. and Because and I, I was like, these mothers who can date and be single moms have to be masters of time. because Or they just don't put as much time into their children as they should. I don't know. Yeah. but I'm not judging. That's not a judgment. Yeah. I think as a, as a single mother, you have to be selfless. Yeah. You really do. You have to make a decision. I, I'm either going to be selfless or... Oh, you're right. I'm going to be a master of juggling time or I'm going to be, you know, I'm out for me at right. this point. Because I couldn't do it. Like, I, those days where he's, when he's gone, I'm like, 
oh, I got to go get Sam and Weston. I got to do this. We got to do this. We need to go outside. They can't watch TV all the time. Like, it's just like. I got to clean the house. Yeah, I got to clean the house. I got to go to make sure the dishes, there's not dishes sitting in the sink at the end of the day. Because believe it or not, I still hear your voice at the end of the day. That's right. (laughs) If there are dishes in the sink. Every morning. I don't hear your voice. I kind of hear your voice in the morning. I just throw the covers over like I Uh, I used to. uh, (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) But, yeah. Why? I'm going to get back and lay in it at the end of the day. Make your bed up. Because that's like. Just setting setting the stage for just having everything organized from your in your mind in your space. I, I like to have an organ. You know, I like to have organization around. You know, my desk is a mess. Yeah, and I work in chaos. Yeah, but you know that there are times when I'm running around, I'm cleaning up. I got to get everything organized because yeah. I can't think. And so you need to do some. Of, you need to do. You need to work a little harder. But I'm going to help you with that. Oh my! It's God. coming. But yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if for the mothers who are out there, my Mother's Day wish for you is to take this day to really just do you. And if you have the support system, even if it's your, your dang, I hate to put it on your grandma or like the, the auntie, but if you have great godparents for your children, uh, and maybe they would be like, hey, we'll watch the kids for the day for you for Mother's Day. Maybe that or excuse me. Stop being, I think as mothers, we have to stop being martyrs. We have to stop when people say, oh, you know, let me, let me do this for you. No, I got it. Because you think somebody going to think, you know, less of you. There should be no judgment being a mom. No judgment. And you should, you know, find your village. And make sure your village, that people really want to be in that village. And y'all, like, uh, you know, Aunt Wilma, rest in peace, rest her soul. Yeah, she was always there for me. If I she needed, was. If I needed somebody that I knew I could count on to say, hey, can you help me with this? Can you support me with that? She was there for me. She would be like, yes. And then she knew that she needed me. She might hear my mouth, but she knew <laughs> that she could she could trust me with, with you know, Ethan or, or, you know, help her with painting a room or whatever. <laughs> we painted more rooms in each other's houses than Carter got liver pills. Mm-hmm. But we were there for each other because we enjoyed that company we enjoyed we both you know both single moms yeah and, and then alicia always oh, there yeah. you know even though she she you know she had her husband and her family she still was part of that that village and she so find your village pour into yourself stop judging yourself get out of your own head stop you know doing that negative talk to yourself you are enough you are you know and you give enough to everybody around you yeah, I think a lot of moms get caught up in, like, the mom guilt. Yes. yes. And that is a hard place yes. to get out of. This morning, I went to Target by myself. And I don't feel guilty at all. I didn't buy my <laughs> kids anything for once. Yeah. And I was surprised um, because I almost did. But, <laughs> but you look at all that stuff they have. They have enough. They have yeah, more that's what you said enough. to me on the phone. Look, just think about their rooms. They have more <laughs> than enough stuff. <laughs> Well, you know what? I think you've dropped some major gems today for your listeners. And I appreciate you allowing me to pirate your program. Oh, thank you. You know, this is something I probably have never done before. But I. You're such a natural. They wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, I enjoyed it. And the mimosas (laughs) don't hurt. Um, (laughs) So I want you to share your socials. Oh, God. 
Um, if you're looking for me on Twitter or Instagram, it, it my handle is at your host Kendra on both of them, and that is it on TikTok. It's Kendra's Treasures, and I probably should change that one to your host Kendra. So it might be changed this week. I think like the TikTok handles you might remember. You don't know that. I don't know why. No, I'm I don't. You. So I want to say to all your listeners, uh, the um, what's your company name? Um, Hidden Gems. It's no, the my company name. I mean, this this podcast, the podcast is Hidden, hidden Gems. gems. The, okay, I want to say to all the Hidden Gems listeners. How you don't know listeners. the company name? She helps make waist beads. All the hit, Hidden Gems listeners, thanks for joining us today. We should call the listeners. They they are the Hidden Gems. They are the Hidden Gems. For all the Hidden Gemmers out there, <laughs> um, thanks for joining us today. And for all of you who have mothered another or have been mothered, we hope you enjoy your special day. But a quick PSA for you millennials who probably don't know what a PSA is. Millennials don't. Oh, my God. People be getting millennials and Gen Z kids mixed up. Public service announcement. You are special every day. And you are complete. Peace and blessings. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Hidden Gems Podcast. This is your host, Kendra, and today I was joined by my mom, Patricia. I was the host today. She was the host today. She hijacked my episode. Yes, I did. And um, let me know if you want her to come on more episodes. She still hasn't published her children's books. We're having mimosas. This Don't get used to this. Um, But if you want her to come on another episode, let me know in the comments on my Instagram or Twitter. Thank you. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings.